Welcome, everyone, to the Nadine Perspective. How's it going? Going, y'all. So perhaps with good audio. Last time we also perhaps had good audio. Perhaps we don't know yet. Though well, the, uh, the rules are changing a little bit, so we might have good, uh, good audio sometime soon. Maybe. 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 Hopefully you guys... You're allowed gatherings outdoors now. Uh, as of Saturday, but this won't be uploaded for a while, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I can do this fast. Oh, yeah. Well, as of Saturday, I think, uh, we're allowed uh, five people gatherings outside. That's no more pretty than good. two households. You know, so. you know, they also have that new uh, uh, Willy Wonka ticket. If you get the vaccine, you have a chance to win $2 million in Manitoba. <laughs> Are you serious? You didn't see this post? No. They have this lottery going on now. The vaccine lottery. You get the golden vaccine. It's fucking dumb. It's the dumbest thing ever, man. <laughs> I will type it in I right now. I... Uh, Manitoba. Well, well, what was it called again? Yeah, that's literally w right when you type it in. Lottery vaccine. Jesus Christ. Dumb. Isn't that oh the dumbest God. thing you've ever heard? It's the worst thing. Manitoba launches $2 million lottery to encourage COVID-19 vaccinations. How fucking stupid. That's so dumb. Okay, so... You think that's going to change people's minds on getting vaccinated? No. You're like, oh, I think my kids, my future children that I will birth are going to have five arms and five legs. But two mil, a two mil ticket sounds pretty good. A lottery ticket sounds pretty good. That is, that is confirmed science, right? That they will have uh, five yep. arms and five legs? Yeah. See, I think that would through make the them like super. Science through the church, by the way. That would make them like super though. I kind of like that. I mean, if my kid had five arms and five legs that were all functional, like normal appendages, I would make them a superhero. Oh, I would just, uh, I would teach them to learn bass. 100%. I would teach them to learn guitar. I would teach them to learn um, accordion, and they would play all of those at the same time. Why, why, why accordion? Because <laughs> why not accordion? I don't like your discrimination against accordion, to be honest. Uh, I like accordion. It's just an odd choice. I don't think it's an odd choice. I think it's the best instrument ever made. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not going to argue that. Like, it's just, like, piano, guitar, and bass. Like, those are pretty normal things. Not guitar, bass, <laughs> and then accordion. <laughs> a different fucking instrument overall. Well, you know, he'll send, he'll send people for a loop, you know? No, I fucking dig it. Like, get someone that knows how to play accordion, they can fucking jam, bro. They can fucking jam. That's damn straight. How is this? What like, else? I don't know. Who plays accordion? Hungarians? I think people of all nationalities <laughs> play accordion, Derek. No, I'm just trying to think of the stereotypical one. Like a Bulgarian person. Bulgarian, yeah. Right? Bulgaria has some fucking weird music, though, let me tell you. No, it's good. I mean, I'm not saying it's bad music, I'm saying weird. Not agree? I don't think it's that weird. Bulgarian wedding music is fucking weird, bro. Bulgarian wedding that music is like a mishmash of Macedonian, Romanian, Bulgarian, and like other stuff in the Balkan region. So it's not have just you ever Bulgaria. Heard of, uh, have you ever heard of Bulgarian um, chamber singing? No. The choirs? They have some fucking insane harmonies that I think are just fucking beautiful, honestly. Okay. They're amazing. You should check them out. Right now, my... As well as the listeners. The listeners should definitely check them out. Right now, my LEDs uh, on my fan uh, are expressing uh, the Gay Pride Month right now. They're, they're showing the rainbow oh. colors. So Wow. Progressive. It is progressive, you know? 
June was the month that D-Day happened. Now it is the month of gay pride. I think there are some similarities there. Um, D-Day? Yeah, D-Day. June Dick 6th. Day. Wow. That and was now three Derek, days ago. Derek, we have to discuss possibly the most contentious issue in our lifetime, okay? What's that? Should there be kink at pride? Okay, listen. <laughs> kink at pride? <laughs> listen, I'm pro-kink. I'm pro-body image. I'm pro all of that. But I think there is a point to be said that pride as a whole be family friendly. And you probably shouldn't have guys and, and girls and MBs in the gimp masks and suits walking around or with their tits and their dicks So It's family friendly, then like go for it. Um, I, th- I think that to completely say it shouldn't be there, I'm not quite sure about because, you know, it's gay pride. It's, it's literally sexual upfront. And you know, for them to yeah. flaunt for them to flaunt their whole sexuality, I think that is understandable when it's a part of a parade that's about how they were marginalized when they were Yeah, but you don't want a twelve year old Yeah, I know that's what I think that's what I'm gonna say. Pansexual uh with two dudes sucking cock. Yeah, that's why you don't bring your fucking twelve year old to to the fucking pride parade, dumbass. That's what I would say to people who bring the twelve year old to the pride parade. You can have I I don't think it's a problem. I think that the main event should be rather uh, family friendly. Yeah, I was just about to say. Or maybe PG-13, you know? I was just about to say. And then the events afterwards, you can have kink events afterwards. Kink events are just a normal part of, like, culture in certain cities. Like, Manitoba has uh, kink events at, like, Bulldog Theater. What? They do? Yeah, yeah, it get, it can get pretty How do you know about this? Because I've seen some weird shit at Bulldog. <laughs> okay? I've seen some weird shit at the Bulldog. Okay, yeah, but this From personal experience. That's what I was going to say, is that there should be a main event and an after event, like a uh, Pride After Dark kind of deal, where people can go buck wild, but then also you want to have the image of gays kind of has been tarnished by this reputation not a not a real reputation, mind you, but just like a fear of like reactionary people that they're like overly sexual or the idea of like people sexually yeah. assaulting other ones. So you don't want yeah. to instill that by having like uh some dude walking around with uh suspenders attached to a condom. That's not cool. But uh <laughs> if you have that relegated to an after dark party or people know it's gonna be like that. And then people who want to yeah. be more open-minded but are still sort of conservative-esque, they can go to the family-friendly main event, right? So that, I yeah. think it's the best of both worlds. Now, if we get well, canceled like, so hard over this... Um, no, I don't think so. Uh, we have to come honestly, out as gay. Like the, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, ultimately what it comes down to is the main event, kids should be able to go there and... They should be able to experience pride. Because I think it's just like kids know that they're gay or they're lesbian or whatever. They're on the spectrum of some sort. And I think they should be allowed to do that. I think um, they should be exposed to drag as a concept. Because that might uh, spark interest in like makeup and doing drag as well. Drag's not inherently sexual. And other things, um, I think they should be uh, exposed to men kissing each other and girls kissing each other i think that's totally fine i think that's the pg-13 aspect of it probably shouldn't be waving out your cock and running around nude in the middle of the street with 12 year olds right there um i think that's a little bit bad but 
afterwards, I think there should be certain uh, events uh, during Pride. Like, it's usually a week long, right? I think so. Like, celebrations over a week. There can be certain uh, segments of that that are kink, you know, where they can go there. And these events, usually, you're not allowed to do orgies publicly. No right? shit. I mean, I, you're not even That's supposed not to be, allowed. like, nude You're not allowed publicly. to have sex publicly. You're not supposed to be completely nude. But what you can do is you can go to these events where, like, skimpy shit, whatever you want, kink wear, the rope, whatever. Maybe have your tits out. I think that's fine. Uh, free the nip, as you will, if you will. <laughs> Maybe. I'm just marking this to cut. <laughs> I have to cut that. Anyways, should we get Listen, to the main, the main stories? I think we kind of already, like, gave our point on that. Um... <laughs> Okay. Anyways, let's get into the stories because we had some fun at the beginning, but this whole thing is just about like fucked up shit. I mean, no, we got one good story. Episode. We got one good story. Is it good though? It's, it's good. good. It's oh fucking yeah, it's Bitcoin. Good. I love it. We're going to lose fucking subscribers or whatever because we're going to talk about Bitcoin, and everybody hates Bitcoin. This is the last Bitcoin story, I promise, unless something like insanely crazy happens. No, this is not the last story. I want to cover it every single episode. We got to talk about the Fuck. blockchain. The blockchain. Listen, we can talk about the blockchain during um, Bitcoin because I have a, I have a, a fantastic idea. Okay, well, that okay. sounds good. Okay, so what we're going to cover is we're going to cover after Kamloops. Again. The church is being... Church is being the church. Non-disclosing of, like, records... Of dead kids, basically, and yeah. the uh, government though has had a long track record of also being just as bad. But Trudeau was like, "Yo, church, stop cock blocking our records," um, even though the government could literally stop doing that as well. We also got yeah. El Salvador literally makes Bitcoin legal tender, which is the one uh, good story. I think that's a massive story, personally. Yeah, and well, then. Um, the Muslim this, family that was killed by a terrorist in Canada. Yeah. We're going to cover that and talk about a little bit of how racist Canada actually is. All right. All right. So let's uh, go. Let's go. Okay, yeah. Okay. Commons passed motion urging feds to drop uh, court actions involving First Nation kids. That's right. So what was it? After the whole Kamloops uh, debacle, as they would call it, the whole whoopsie debacle, the whoopsie the church made. Those 251 graves, big whoopsie, big oof uh, on that they one, boys. They literally murdered kids. They literally they murdered kids, them, yeah. Um, buried them and did not mark them. Yeah. Or recognize that they're death. So right after that, Jagmeet Singh made that statement in that press conference about how they have to stop uh, trying to prosecute or at least uh, fighting these First Nations kids who wanted to, because apparently according to the... Canadian Human Rights Commission, they owe money to these uh, children who are separated from their families uh, for the child welfare system that they, they just Can didn't Canada get that even money. even afford that? They fucked up so many kids' lives that I doubt they even have the capital to okay, spend uh, There's literally 50,000. 50,000 First Nations children, and they're, they're supposed to pay them $40,000 each. Okay. So I so let's I mean we can do the math. I'm not a math surgeon. Forty thousand that seems really low. Well, bro, you were literally just doing a what about? Can we afford it? That's I know that was that was two billion. That was a meme. That's two billion dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I I think they personally I think if they put put these people through 
this. This uh, much abuse, they deserve more than 40,000. Okay. They deserve 40,000 cash plus everything paid for. Like uh, education, even though that might be a bit triggering for them. Uh, if they want it, they can uh, have free education, free I mean, books. They that should can be, be able to have a free place to live. And um, they should have $40,000 capital. That can be for all, all Aboriginal people. Well, it should be for all Aboriginal people as well. Right. Just but, reparations of some sort. But anyways, I just want to point out that this was a big leadership moment for Jagmeet Singh. So they introduced this motion, right? It's, it's a uh, House of Commons motion. Um, that passed 271 to zero. So every single person, all the liberals, all the conservatives, all the uh, racist uh, French people, all the uh, gr gr greens, the one greens, one green seat, uh, and all the NDP, mm -hmm. they all voted for it. Um, some backbenchers apparently just uh, abstained, but that's it. So yeah, it was some pretty backbenchers. Yeah, backbenchers. Like, what do you mean? It's a person, it's a legislator who occupies no government office and is not a front bench spokesperson in the opposition, being instead simply a member of the rank and file. They're technically in the government, but they don't have any power. Oh, so why do they matter? They don't. Okay, so that doesn't matter. <laughs> it's some, just symbolic. Some of the liberals didn't even vote on this. It's just symbolic. Right, they didn't even show up. That's a big thing with the parliament. They have to, like, keep vote counts. Like, if somebody can't show up, they have to, like compensate in other areas and shit really yeah i think that's a thing that they have to do well okay so two liberals didn't even show up and uh leo kazan at least uh posted uh image of both of them they're both liberal and uh they didn't even show up for the vote they didn't even think it was worth showing up for of course they don't give a shit dude they're the liberals no i know so also want to point liberals out don't give a shit about anything a motion is not legally binding it just shows expresses the view of the house of commons so they could not do anything from this, oh. but it was just a quick... Fantastic. It was just a quick little uh, victory, I guess. Basically, in the motion, it, it called for like a faster implementation of the TNR commission, um, trauma resources for like survivors, a progress report, be tabled in 10 days, and like a sit-down with a specific uh, indigenous group from the St. Anne's residential school in like Ontario or something. Okay. Yeah, so as, as I mentioned... Uh, after? Like, what's the future of this? What do you mean, what's the future of this? Like, you have written down here next Monday, the feds are... Yeah, so basically the whole court thing, the whole court situation is that on Monday, they're trying to, uh, in court, argue against the uh, Canadian Human Rights Commission, who said that you have to pay $40,000 for 50,000 First Nation children can get it and get the child welfare stuff oh, and so they're they're going to court uh not pay this yeah they're trying to fight it oh well that's fantastic that's why that's why jagmeet sings like yo bro what are you doing stop taking children or um kids to court basically that's what he was saying that, that's what they're literally trying to do and also this uh this canadian human rights commission also won an expansion of jordan's principle which is a rule that states, when the government disagrees about who's responsible for providing services to First Nations children, they must help a child in need first and argue over the bills later, which is a great idea. But they don't want to do that, so... Who's oh. Jordan? Oh. It's not Peterson. I can tell you that, right? <laughs> <laughs> that dude doesn't give a damn. 
Listen, I'll well, misgender, no, I'll misgender you people. if I want to. I'll misgender you in Pride Month. I don't give a damn. You are saying like Kermit the Frog? I'll listen. I'll, I'll misgender you. However I want. Oh, Miss Piggy. Order and chaos. It's time for me to take Pride my Month benzos. We need order. Time for me to take my benzos, Miss Piggy. <laughs> okay. What's with you and the benzo jokes? <laughs> it's so funny. Because people get, because you get making pissed fun off. of his addiction. You're making fun of his addiction. Oh, Miss Piggy. So I, more I can't clean my room like I told people to in my books. I have to take benzos. That's Fuck enough. him. That's Listen, yes, fuck him. I feel like there's more substantial ways to uh, attack him than... Uh, uh, you know, yeah, there is. It's much more uh, uh, substantial ways to attack him. I don't care. Like, the fact that he sounds like Kermit and only talks about order and chaos. And chaos is feminine. Chaos, chaos is um, feminine in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> that's him. Oh, well, that's close enough. Yeah, it is I fucking love enough. his voice, though. I can fall asleep to his voice every single night. Oh. I'm basically gay. I'm 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 going gay for month of January or June. We're I'm just going, going gay, gay for, for one Peters. month. For Jordan Peterson. Oh right. fuck! Oh, right. we'll we'll make a TV show on TLC called My Gay Life. It'll be one month of being gay. <laughs> <laughs> Straight dudes trying to be gay. <laughs> yeah, it's Straight a good up, idea. That's a that's a TLC show right there. Oh, it is for sure. Like an MTV show or something. Remember the, that one woman trying to do that show, My Fat Life, where she wore a fat suit? Did that actually? Yes. Was that actually a show? That was real. So Trudeau calls on the Catholic Church, and he says, publish the residential school records. So basically, the Canadian Catholic Church officials, they refuse to make the public residential school records. Uh, they refuse to make the records public. Which could be helpful in, like, finding out who all these individual kids are, like identifying them it definitely would they have records of all this shit right and they just don't want to be uh accused of anything so they're like no we're not going to release them and so Fuck trudeau guys trudeau picked up the phone ring ring called pope francis and he said yo commit you got to do a formal apology you got to publicate uh records associated with the canada's residential school system uh, and then the church has not done any of those things and yet to deliver on any requests. So, yeah, they're not going to. No, they don't give a shit. He's not going to. He doesn't give a fuck. And if he does apologize, if he does take the time out of his day to apologize, that's going to be the end of it. He's not going to release any records. Church never releases records, if I'm being real. Yeah. Because if they started to release records, people would realize that they're just a fucking scam. Oh, they're a pedo group. That's what you would realize. And oh, they're a pedo group. They're all pedos. Well, it's both of those things. It's every a single priest and is a, a pedo. Well, I won't go that far. <laughs> there but, is a higher amount of pedophilia in the church anywhere else. Yeah, it, yo, it's literally called what the confession booth. You literally go into a dark booth with the priest. It's like literally a glory hole situation. It's so weird. That sounds hot. And he's like, tell me how you've been naughty. Right? Like, what, what kind of... <laughs> who thought that was a good idea? Uh, well, the priests, of course. Oh, of course they did, right? It was good. So you know that cult-like group, the Missionary Oblates of Mary Immaculate? Yeah. yeah. That, that was running the Kamloops school? Yeah. They delivered an apology in 1991, apparently. For their treatment of... Yep. So what else did they do? Did they do anything else? Or they just said, hey, sorry for fucking up all your kids. 
1991, that was all they did. The current leader of the order after all this stuff came out, now he's like, okay, we'll turn over the school records. And, and the only reason why they don't have them yet is because they're handwritten. They need digital copies made or something. So My they better God. be pretty fast on scanning, okay? They better fax those diaries over pretty fast. Listen. Listen. Send them over by carrier. Just like how uh, it's Alistair going to take sent... years. It's going to take years. Guarantee you it's going to take over a year for I these mean, files to be handed over. Just like how Pallister sent that uh, message by pigeon to Joe Biden. Uh, they need to take that same <laughs> approach. <laughs> they need to take that same approach and sending over these important records. Yes, so basically they want the order to give the records. They're going to do that. The Catholic Church won't give shit, but here's the thing. The Canadian government is the one who's asking for these records, and the Canadian government has a history of doing the exact same thing, destroying shit, um, not releasing it. So we got a few examples. So in 2020, the Ottawa won an Ontario Supreme Court case that blocked the creation of statistical records on residential school abuse claims and the direct transfer of other records to the National Center for Truth and Reconciliation. So they literally were blocking them and stopping the creation of stats on abuse, which is pretty heinous. No, that's, that's super fucked up. There's no way about that. That's super fucked up. That was in 2020. That was in 2020? That's 2020. Oh my god, Trudeau. This is, why, this is why I fucking hate Trudeau. This is why. Because Trudeau goes out there and he's like, Oh, I'm a feminist, you know? Shme, I'm a feminist. I don't hate black people. I don't hate indigenous uh, people. But he likes to dress and up like black people. he puts on a show. Huh? No, you, we know he doesn't hate black people. He likes to dress up like them all the time. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. He wants to be one. Uh, no, but this is why I hate them, though, is because he's like, yeah, I'm a, I'm, um, I'm a feminist. I'm, I don't hate black people. I don't hate brown people. Muslims are chill. You know, um, gay people are chill. Then he goes around and he like, well, I'm not going to judge him on the blackface because that's besides the point. There's more substantial reasons. Like he takes a knee with Black Lives Matter and then doesn't change the police system. Yeah. Right. He doesn't do the systemic. He doesn't fix the systemic issue. That was the root of the Black Lives Matter movement, the civil rights movement of our era. Uh, now he has like, oh, I want to fix the indigenous uh, issues in Canada or, uh, and do this whole reconciliation thing and apologizing thing. He goes on and he apologizes for residential schools, then takes kids, indigenous kids, to court. So he doesn't have to fucking pay them reparations. Like, or just because like, you fucking apologize doesn't mean shit. You actually have to do shit to uh, fix the situation. Or at least try to do something. And he doesn't. That's why I fucking hate him. It's because he just fucking lies to you. He's like, hey, I want the good publicity of being a good boy lefty, you know? Uh, but in fact, he just doesn't give a fuck. And he just says it to, um, to appease people. And I, I don't know. It just, it just irks me. He's been prime minister. He's been prime minister since 2015, seven, okay? Yeah, He's, seven years. And guess what? Or six years, it's 2021. <laughs> yeah. So, also, the Supreme Court of Canada ruled in 2017 that thousands of records documenting abuse at residential schools should be destroyed. Like, how are you progressive, Matt? How? Oh, I no see way. why. Wait, hold on, hold on. That, whoever the fuck wrote that was being a little bit... Uh, okay. Basically, they find unanimously that the decision... 
they made a unanimous decision that survivors believed their personal accounts were meant to be confidential. Their personal accounts about abuse was supposed to be confidential. And therefore, by having them public, that was against what the people were told when they gave their testimony or gave their account. Okay, so that's a bit different. Okay, so what I said beforehand stands, and I will defend that with my life. I'll fight you to the death if you disagree with me. That's <laughs> oh, a joke, I won't. But still, okay, yeah, you, if you went through abuse, you don't quite want that abuse to be publicized, you know? And it's not all being destroyed. Up. Hold on. It's, I just read this. This is very important, too. The 38,000 accounts will be retained for a 15-year period during which time survivors can choose to have their records preserved. Failing that, the documents will be destroyed. So that's what's up. So I don't think they should destroy the documents at all. They should keep them confidential, but like, I think that's important to have. Yeah, it's like, a you bit don't weird destroy medical. You don't destroy medical documents, even if you have something embarrassing. <laughs> destroy them. Like, it's an event that happened and uh, stuff has to, reparations have to be paid because it was systematic abuse, right? Exactly, but, but it looks like you need to have records of the, like, you might not have to have the personal record of this, this person had this happen to them, and this happened. You might not need that, but you need the numbers uh, for, like, how many kids were sexually abused at these schools, how many kids were physically that's, abused at that's these true, schools. That's true, Derek. And Those they records literally, are very important. They literally stopped that from happening in, in the 2020 Ontario Superior Court decision. Well, that's fucked up. And also, I want to point out Canada remains in possession of records related to the residential schools, though the federal government has signed onto legal agreements that prevent some of the records from being released without the church's consent. <laughs> without the church the should never be involved in this. They yeah, should what? never be involved in it. Who fuck gives yep. about the church? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? Nothing. Can't really do anything. Can't do anything. All they can do is donate to the conservatives, because the Lord knows that... <laughs> the Lord literally Bro. knows that they're not going to donate to uh, the Bro. NDP. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the only reason why they would put that in there. Otherwise, the church has no power. They don't. So that's basically what's church. going on with Canada. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. There's another Canadian story that's also super fucked up, but let's go to... Are you done with this one? Oh, yeah, we're done with this one. Okay, let's talk about Bitcoin. Because everybody loves talking about cryptocurrencies, right? I love it. Well, anyways, El Salvador made Bitcoin legal tender, which is significant because they're the first country in the world to make a Bitcoin a legal tender for the country. And it's basically what every libertarian has wanted ever since 2012 when Bitcoin became a thing. They've been JOing to this for like fucking 10 years now. Damn straight. <laughs> so El Salvador, oh, well, fuck yeah. Who wouldn't, you know? Decentralized currency? Literally just based and upon speculation? Who wouldn't want that? Yeah. Fantastic. Anyways, El Salvador became the first country to accept Bitcoin as legal tender. Uh, they also have USD as uh, legal tender. That's what they were using beforehand. Now they also accept Bitcoin. Basically, what this means is their citizens will be able to pay taxes with Bitcoin and store Bitcoin in their banks uh, under federal law. Um, so, Nayib uh, Bakil, I think, that's how you pronounce his name, the president of El Salvador, made the announcement at the Bitcoin conference this year, which I believe was held in Florida. Let me check that. Naib Bukele? Naib Bukele, Bakil, or something like that. Yo, the president of El Salvador went to the Bitcoin conference? Yeah, also, he's 39 years old. What? 
He's literally a crypto nerd. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty epic. Not going to lie, he. I'm pretty sure he made the speech in a sweater and in a hat on backwards, like a baseball cap. Oh my god! Look at this freaking guy, man. <laughs> I fucking love the guy. It's amazing. I mean, he's center right, which is kind of cringe, but. Oh, know. that's that's definitely cringe, especially in a country that literally had a civil war that killed like a majority of the population. Yeah, I mean, pretty cringe. Look, go. Me. I just posted his picture underneath <laughs> the section. Post- Look at his face. Yeah. Okay. So everybody who's listening right now, go search up uh, this guy. So just search up uh, President of El Salvador, and you'll know what we're talking about. I fucking love this guy. I don't care about his political standings or whatever. He's fantastic. Just a gem. <laughs> Anyways. So he said it will bring uh, financial uh, inclusion, investment, tourism, innovation, and economic development in our country. That's a direct quote uh, from Twitter. Um, So basically what this will do is allow people who work in foreign countries and allow them to send money back to their families uh, back in El Salvador. Um, This is usually done with uh, bank transfers, which can get very costly. You're doing them every week and stuff up to hundreds thousands of dollars depending on uh, how much money you're spending and stuff like that so basically what this would do if you just send bitcoin to their personal uh crypto wallet there's basically no fees depending on what uh what app you're using or whatever uh if just the wallets if you're just sending a wallet to wallet there is no fee believe and so it's much cheaper to do that so that will also help with the economy at home as well as bitcoin is kind of on a all-time low as of recently, it's like it went down to like thirty thousand dollars. It it dropped quite a lot, right? When Dogecoin we, we started talked about to drop. that last episode, yeah. like because of the, the whole the, crypto market dropped, everything follows Bitcoin. Because China, because right? China was like, you can't use any banking services related to crypto, and we're gonna crack down on mining. And China is like the leading, by far and away, the leading mining country when it comes to megawatts of power being used. Uh, and also, Elon no, Musk that's 100% was like, true. Elon Musk, you can't Elon buy Musk a just Tesla's shit on uh, shit. Bitcoin. <laughs> Elon Musk also created his own Bitcoin. That's why he shit on Bitcoin, right? Or created his own uh, cryptocurrency that basically generates money for SpaceX. But yeah, no, Elon Musk is a shit person. I, I have no respect for the per- man. And I have no respect for the man. Oh my god. Or his wife Grimes, who doesn't understand communism is. What automation and communism is? (laughs) No, it was uh, AI, right? Uh, Yeah. Artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence and communism. But she was referring to how it... It was very cringy. She didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. Uh, She was talking about how it's going to lead to automation, and then automation will then generate, uh, you know, through labor. But literally, she doesn't understand... Her fucking there's already automation for like Tesla cars and who owns that? Tesla. The money's not going she, yeah, to anybody so else. She directly is benefited from automation and reaping the benefits of automation, just pushing people out of work. Right, and it's being privately held. It's not being like redistributed yeah. to the workers. So she knows exactly She is directly involved in the privatization of AI. Exactly. Which is why we need to arm the robots. Let's go. Let's go. Arm the robots time. That's a bit scary. We're going to go to like Age of Ultron, even though I mentioned that in the last podcast. We're going to go to fucking Terminator, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So Elon Musk took a shit on Bitcoin as well uh, for his own uh, cryptocurrency. And 
The U.S. also said that they're going to start tracking transfers over ten thousand dollars, which is probably good. Probably do that. Otherwise, you can get fucked up. That's true. Like from tax evasion and shit. Also, um, I believe the gov- the U.S. government also went out and you remember that pipeline that was held a ransom yes yeah so the government hacked one of the uh people that um one of the hackers they hacked one of the hackers bitcoin wallet and stole it back stole the bitcoin back oh oh by the way you know this bukele guy yeah this dude literally sent soldiers into the legislative assembly to encourage the passage of a bill and allegedly to overthrow the Legislative Assembly of El Salvador. Yeah, no, he's center-right. He's obviously a fucking lunatic. This dude is, like, fucked up. This guy's, like, self... Yeah. Like, guarantee... No, I, I'm not saying that he's a good person. I'm just saying that his aesthetic is fucking hilarious. His um, aesthetic is hilarious, just like the current <laughs> SEC head, uh, Gary Gensler. You should probably get going on this. So basically, sending money across countries gets expensive because it's the banks suck ass. Ultimately, all I was getting down to. What does this mean for you, though? This is the interesting part. What does Bitcoin being accepted as legal tender in a country in El Salvador, or El Salvador, the country, mean for you? Well, Bitcoin jumped up in price, so it's it was at like thirty two, and now it's at thirty seven right now. I think thirty seven thousand dollars per Bitcoin. Um, libertarians across the world ha- have came in their pants seven times since this news came out. Each, yes, like that's a that's that's real statistics. The only way they could have shot a bigger load is if they went back to the gold standard. Yeah, a hundred percent. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. So basically, what this means is it's possible to make Bitcoin legal tender. The whole point of, uh, behind Bitcoin, the whole. Th- reason why people have been pushing it for so long and putting so much money into it and investing so much in cryptocurrencies in general is that they want this to become legal tender, basically the sole uh, global currency. Because it's decentralized, no uh, country can make decisions on it. And yeah, basically you get to own your own money and you can basically farm your own money. Yeah, you can. Not the greatest system. I personally don't like Bitcoin that much. I prefer Ethereum because of the blockchain technology. I think it's far superior to Bitcoin. Oh my god. But I can get super nerdy, okay? I can get super nerdy okay. about that. But, but they should change the way they... People start hating me. They should change the way they introduce coins into the system. Instead of using the mining method, they use the voucher method or whatever. If you own a Bitcoin, you get one vote. You guys vote how many bitcoins are put into supply. Easy done. No more power being wasted. Yeah, I think they. I think they need to create more bitcoin. Personally, because I find it it's going to be extremely hard to do business with bitcoin, especially in Salvador, because they're not the richest country. Excuse me, they're not the richest country. So you're going to be sending back like zero point zero 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 three bitcoins. It doesn't matter. And then like. <laughs> That's, that's a weird, like, uh, I find it simpler for uh, someone to um, price it as a dollar. Like, a dollar is a pretty easy price. Maybe that's just because we're used to it. Yeah, but, but Bitcoin to the moon. Well, I, I don't know, man. Kevin O'Leary, 
Okay, let's talk about Kevin. Oh, O'Leary, don't talk about that bald headed egg face. Come on. I fucking I fucking hate the guy, but the one thing that I like about him is that he's a hundred percent honest all the time. He gives zero fucks about saving face. He's just like, I believe this and I believe that, and this is why I believe this, and this is why you're fucking dumb. And you you know whatever he says, he a hundred percent Yeah. Fuck the guy still. But he said that he doesn't want to get involved with uh Bitcoin at all. Until they go green. Until, Until there's they, a system in place where uh, you can prove that you produce green coins. And then he'll purchase Bitcoin. He also said that he thinks it's going to go over like uh, $500,000. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't doubt it. With this news, I think lots of other countries as well are going to start making it legal tender. Like, there's going to be lots of like third world countries Argentina, are, uh, accepting it. Argentina, probably. Venezuela, maybe. Yeah. And these, the thing is with these countries, they can uh, put into, into a reserve bitcoin because they can get paid uh, in taxes with it and right now it's at like thirty-seven thousand dollars per coin it goes up to five hundred thousand while he's basically investing in bitcoin here on behalf of his country which is very interesting i don't think i don't think he's using it as a reserve currency i think they're still using the u.s dollar yeah but if they give them bitcoin he can hold it in like a country wallet yes and then uh, when it goes up he's doing this at like um a fucking massive dip right when he's doing this and now he's going to start collecting and collecting it and they're speculating that bitcoin's going to go up to uh five hundred thousand dollars per coin also if he has a shit ton of coins his country is going to have a massive um a massive stake in the voting rights of bitcoin holders that's so, so which gives him good. a lot of power over the currency that's good you know fantastic so we get a cent- decentralized uh system is centralized again <laughs> yep yeah yeah smart i don't know i don't know i think there's going to be a lot of countries in the next couple of years that follow suit because i think initially it's going to definitely benefit el salvador because the usd is going down right now and bitcoin is probably going to go up with this news because everybody's cooming their pants right now and the investment in bitcoin compared to usd is just shows you that right there they're going to make a way more money because of that at least in the first yeah. couple of years and then other third world countries are going to see that and be like yo we should do that there's reasons why china doesn't want to do that and maybe the u.s doesn't want to do that and the, the, like the bigger countries that have a bigger stake in the uh currency currencies of the world they don't want that because they like having control over the fucking world right so yeah, it's going to be like half the half the planet's going to be accepting bitcoin as legal tender and then like the bigger countries like the u.s and china and russia and maybe the eu are not going to do that there's going to be a weird dynamic i don't know how it's going to play out in nah, the far know. far future i think we'll figure in, it out in like near near future it's going to benefit the country i hope so but we'll see i don't fucking know i'm not an expert you know it doesn't benefit the country what doing terrorist attacks against islam islamic families yeah that's that's pretty fucked up in my so especially when the government does it but right now we that happened on canadian soil in ontario yes we can get into that story that's a nice uh segue four people a mother a father and then a 15 year old daughter and a 74 year old grandma were murdered in a hate crime they were struck by a vehicle going fast Behind the wheel, a 20-year-old yep. man. Hatred in his eyes. Yeah, well, our age, man. 
like someone our age. Yeah, I can younger. see that happening. Four people died: mom and dad, grandma. Wh- however, you say that in Islam. I don't give a shit. And it's grandma. Who gives a fuck? Anybody grandma. who calls their grandmother, grandfather, fit- some weird ass name. Or, like, in a different language? Okay, just to call all your parents in a different language, then. Why don't you just do that? Why, why do you only save it for your grandparents? That's just so weird. Stop it. Anyways, um... So, I this man... That's a shit take. That is a fucking glorious take. Be consistent. <laughs> Be consistent. Cole with, his, Cole, with his hot takes, going to destroy this podcast. If we had cameras, there would be a lot more hot takes and we would get a lot more viewers, you know what I'm saying? So, um, Yeah, well, we can't even see each other right now. I know, it's unfortunate. But, uh, so it's believed this man was trying to hit the whole family. I don't know how he just, like, targeted this one family. It's just kind of weird. Was he stalking well, them? It was, it was probably in the neighborhood. He sees these people, because what they were doing was they went out on a family walk. Just, you know, a family who happened to be Muslim. Out on a walk, because what the fuck else are you going to do? Uh, right? I don't know. Like, play What else pogs? are you going to do? It's a pandemic. You can't go anywhere. Yeah, play Pogs. Just go for a fucking walk. Play Pogs. Play backgammon. <laughs> Anyways, um, go for a fucking walk or something, right? And this guy saw them. He hates Muslim people. And he's like, I'm going to plan an attack on them. So he saw them walking, and then he drove over them. He hit them with his vehicle, killing four of them. They did also had a son. The son, uh, last I heard from the last article, which was about a day or so old, um, is in hospital with uh, critical, con- critical condition. So this 20-year-old kept to himself, but he'd have frequent noisy gatherings at his apartment. But uh, should we say his name? No, we shouldn't. Why? I, I, I find it fine to say his name. I don't know, because we kind of like glorify the person who fucking killed them. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Okay, well, that's cool. Like, I, I agree, I agree, but I also don't agree. <laughs> okay, well, they got the guy literally 10 minutes afterwards. Yeah, he was at a mall or something. The dude went to the mall after, like, striking people. Yeah, that's how fucked up this guy is. And he was in a truck, too. This was not a car. This was a truck. Well, how do you hit four people at the same time in a car? So we got some some stats information Derek compiled. So basically, we got some surveys how racist Canada really is. These surveys are a bit old. So they're five years ago and four years ago. So the first one is a survey published by the Ontario Council of agencies serving immigrants, they found that only 32% in 2016, 32% of Ontarians have a positive impression of Islam. That's a fucking low number. That is a low number. 32. Okay? The following year, a survey done uh, for Radio Canada revealed that almost one in four Canadians would favor a ban on Muslim immigration. 25% of Canadians favor a ban on Muslim immigration. Damn. With the level of support for this ban rising to 32% in Quebec, of course, because Quebec is racist as fuck, um, most respondents, uh, 51% of the respondents were uh, in Canada and 57% in Quebec, I think. Yeah, so for all of Canada, 51% average were, um, that was average in Canada, and 57% just in Quebec. Yeah, okay, oh, okay, sorry. So 50% uh, in Canada, of people in Canada, and 57% in Quebec, because Quebec is especially racist. Yeah, because they're French. Both the uh, 
presence of Muslims in the country made somewhat made them somewhat or very worried about security. Right, those two options that they had in the survey. Yep, and and, and actually, you know, speaking about Quebec, remember in twenty seventeen. On January 29th, we had the Quebec City mosque shooting where that uh, terrorist went in with a 9mm handgun and shot uh, six people and killed them. Yeah, and in uh, 2018, I believe, there's an, uh, there's a vehicle murder that killed six people from an incel. That happened Same in Canada? Thing. Yep. That happened in Canada 2018, I believe. And was that against Islam? Uh, some, yeah, it was against Islam. Oh, and shit. There's another one. Um, in 2020, last year, where a Muslim man was stabbed to death, walking home. So, I mean... Yeah, they're, uh... Yeah. We're not the best. We're not the best. Not the best. We're super racist. Like, like 51% of Canada, 57, over half of Canadians find Muslims to be somewhat or very worrying. I would like to see they're how much we're about very Muslims. worried. I want to see how much we're very, like, the breakdown, because I think that is important. Very worried is, like, they are a legitimate threat at all times to them. Yeah, but why would, you, why would you say somewhat worried about security? Because they're stupid. Because they're old, like, conservative people that never seen a Muslim person in their life, and then all they see is about the news. Like, they lived through 2000 and, and, uh, 2001, and then all they see on the news is all this bullshit about terrorists being uh, Islamic. And they've been fed this, like, constant, they're probably in some K-hole about, uh, you know, right-wing K-hole. They're fed all this bullshit about uh, Islam, and so that's why they're at the somewhat point. I, I find, I, I just find that stat so fucked up. Like, Muslims as a whole in Canada are refugees of the situation uh, from the terrorist organizations in the Middle East. Okay, the average age of the Canadian resident population was about 40.9 years old in 2020. The average age? Yep. Yeah, so these people would have, most of the people um, would have lived through uh, the 2001 um, 9-11. They would have lived through 9-11, I understand that. But, I like, it's been so long. Like, uh, it was 16 years past that. I mean, I yeah, we were still in a war at that point, but, like, I, don't, I just find it so gross. Like, if you hate Muslims or find them specifically worrying just because they're fucking Muslim, like, you probably see a turban on the street and you're just like, oh, that guy has a bomb in his turban. That's, what, that's the type of vibe I get from a person that believes that. I mean, literally, you could Granted, see... Granted, most people that wear turbans are Sikh and not Muslim. You could see, uh, uh, what's the name of the, uh... Bloc Québécois. Oh, I don't know. Uh, what's his name again? Leader of the Bloc. Yeah, you can see Blanchet, Yves uh, Francois Blanchet. You could see him sweating, sweating during that debate, and and Jugmeet Singh is sitting next to him, and he's just looking over, looking over, because I know why. He thinks there's a stick of dynamite underneath his turban, and uh, that's why it's so tall. Uh, he said that later in an interview. <laughs> Did he? He said, "Quote: I swear." I could smell sulfur, and there was a stick of dynamite in his turban. He said that. Oh my god. No, he didn't say that. I'm fucking with you. No, I but, know. <laughs> but I'm just saying. <laughs> no. <laughs> Racist. But, like, we have people in the government that wear turbans. We have... There's lots of Muslim people that live here. And the, the only problem that I have with, like, in the area that I lived in, there's a lot of immigrants. My biggest problem... Was none of them had brought their culture because it was a it was a college town, so there was a lot of Indian people and a lot of Muslim people, and there was no Muslim or Indian 
businesses that I could go to, restaurants. And I, I personally like the culture like that, different cultures and going to like a Nigerian restaurant or Asian restaurant and stuff like that. The authentic Asian restaurant, not just fucking Asia City. That was my only problem with living like that. The people were fucking fantastic. They were always nice. I had no issues. That's a bit... What do you call that? Also, I, I have some pretty groundbreaking news, too, that I could share. What's that? Uh, the Keystone XL is dead. It's officially dead. And Alberta is now oh, on the fantastic. hook for $1.3 billion. Who is? Alberta. They're on the hook for $1.3 billion. <laughs> Fuck Alberta. Fuck <laughs> what? Alberta. The province as a whole? Fuck them. Yeah, they got, yeah, they're an oil baron province. Well, they think that they're all cowboys. Like, listen, bro. Listen. Listen, you're Canadian. We don't even have cows. Uh, I beg to differ, actually. (laughs) I have people I'm related to through my stepfather that literally have cows. Listen, listen. I've seen a cow, so you're wrong. (laughs) I'm just joking. Refuted. Um, But yeah, their whole cowboy aesthetic, like the Wild West, I'm like, you live in fucking Canada. There's the Rockies next door. Like, fuck. And you know who we have to thank for ending this, this whole pipeline? Who? Joe Biden. Day one. Canceled oh, right, the permit. Right. Yeah, yeah. He canceled that motherfucking permit. He is like, nope. No way, Jack. You know what? That's not going to get that dirty oil of yours. That's fantastic, though. It is. It is. TC Energy and the province, they were working together uh, to build this shit. And they're like, it, they made it official. Literally, this, this article was uploaded 18 minutes ago. Uh, they announced that it's done. Awesome. It's awesome. done. That's, so. that's awesome. Like the, the, the pipeline was so fucked up to begin with. It is fucked up. The Canadian government was pushing it so hard. It was. It was. It was messed and, up. And like it took the president of the fucking United States, the president of the United States to be like, yo, what the fuck you guys doing? We all know down here that this is fucked up. Let's stop it. Jack, it's kids like up. to rub their hands up and down my leg hair. <laughs> and you know, he beat that pipeline just like he beat the shit out of Corn Pop with that chain. <laughs> but but, but real talk those, though. Those of you that don't know, these are Joe Biden quotes that we're making fun of. Yeah, he loves kids jumping on his lap. Anyways, uh, we need to uh, talk about uh, what needs to happen though. And that is the Alberta's opposition, of course the NDP. They said that the premier now has to release the full contents of the pipeline deal. They weren't public already? No. Oh. Because TC Energy, a private company, had a stake in it, I think. It was just marginally owned by the province, but the province put a lot of money into it. So, yeah, that's what needs to happen. And now all those people are also out of a job now, but, uh... I mean... Listen, bro, the, okay, the Alberta so government knew this was... Job. The Alberta government knew this was on thin ice to begin with. And they, they took a chance on it, and now they're uh, on the One, hook for uh, $3 billion. $1.3 billion. $1.3 billion. So they're on the hook for a billion dollars. They knew that this could happen, and they took the chance anyways. Especially, and now that Biden's in and shit. Okay. Okay. You fucked up. You fucked up here. You're the one that promised these people jobs. You fucked up. Now you got to fix the problem. How do you fix the problem? Well, you might need federal assistance. In this case, how do you get those people dropped? Uh, you can't. It's a uh, oil as a whole is a dying industry um, in Canada, and hopefully soon will be a hundred percent a dead industry. Yeah. And, but there's a lot of people that still work 
in the oil sands and work on the pipelines and stuff like that. Yeah. Lots of, I, I know multiple people from high school that went to work on pipelines. Really? Jordan <laughs> Peterson was. <laughs> oh, I know. I got to get back my current voice, man. It's gone. You ever watch those Jordan Peterson fan videos? No, put, but like, I've heard him I've talking heard... about order and chaos to like inspirational music. I don't like, know. It's not that... I don't think those are that funny. You don't? No. Fucking find them so funny. I find them so funny. Well, that's half of why I bought the Jordan Peterson as Jesus poster. Oh, that's good. Uh, so also, I want to point out the Trans Mountain Pipeline obviously is um, been delayed. It's been delayed. That's the other pipeline that was bought in 2019 for $4.5 billion from Kinder Morgan, who's bought by the Canadian government. So that one's being delayed as well. That goes from uh, Alberta into uh british columbia through the sea mm-hmm. so just something to point out there british but Columbia doesn't want it right yeah they the government didn't want it but basically since the feds are the one building it they said too bad so sad gonna push it through anyways and <laughs> it's not like the bc fucking, government fucking hell. the bc government though remember that picture of the of the truck with a massive tree on it that was like over a thousand years old, yeah. the tree, and people were losing their minds over it. And yeah, that is a good point. Why are they not stopping that? It's a green NDP coalition, the government of, of British Columbia. Green NDP coalition? Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's the Greens and the, NDP, and the NDP are in lead. Basically, there's two green seats, and that's what the NDP needs to have a majority. So they literally are in power. And they're not stopping it. Well, I mean... We'll see if, if John Horgan does anything, but I hopefully he does. I mean, listen, listen. The Greens aren't known for having the greatest strategies. They're not known for getting shit done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. It also would take a long time to, like, fix all the issues uh, involved in climate change. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how long they've been trying to, like, fix that or if they even are trying to. I haven't looked in, into it at all. Actually, you know what? I'm wrong about that. They were a green alliance in 2017. In 2020, though, they called a snap election, and now they have a majority. Instead of having 41 seats before, they now have 57 seats out of 87. So the now NDP? they have a majority. NDP do? Yep. Okay. So John they don't Morgan. give a fuck about the Green Party anymore. Well, I think that they <laughs> helped them out at one point. So I think there's going to okay. be some favors behind the scenes. You know what I'm saying? Well, honestly, let's okay. Let's be honest. What is the Green Party really? It's, it's just the NDP yes. with a bigger focus on uh, the ecosystem. Exactly. They focus yeah. more about cl- on climate change, but they're base they're left, right? They're not farther left than the NDP. They're just basically the same. Um, just want to be special. I, I honestly don't know why the Green Party exists. Because I feel like the NDP should have the same positions as the Green Party. Yeah. And if the NDP has the same positions, then why does the Green Party have to exist? Those seats could go to the NDP, I strengthening their uh, power in government. But regardless. Um, I want to point something out, too. In British Columbia, they literally... Okay, if you look up the 2020 election... It only shows you three parties, the NDP, the Liberals, and the Greens, okay? The Conservatives. There's no Conservatives the in con- the... the... Okay, no, there is, but they only ran candidates in 19 uh, ridings, and they won zero seats. Literally, the Libertarian Party of British Columbia ran more candidates in more ridings than the Conservatives did. 
Why can't that be like Manitoba? Um, or why can't Manitoba be more like a British Columbia? Because we have hick uh, Bible Belt Winkler people who don't want to get vaccinated, and those people like are the ones who vote specifically call Winkler Bible. Belt. I'm, I mean Steinbach, Morden, Nipawa. I don't even know. It's it's out there. It's, it's out, somewhere. At Brandon. All I know is that people from Nipawa uh, that I've met have been a bit odd. Oh, I know. I met a guy from Nipawa. It was pretty cool. I'm not saying they're not cool. I'm just he has saying tattoos. That they're a bit odd. Tattoos are pretty neat. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, I guess so. There was some good news. Uh, some some uh, uh, breaking fantastic good news. news. But uh, yeah, I mean that is all the stories I guess we had lined up for you guys. You did a pretty good job. Yeah, I'm sorry we had to talk about Bitcoin again, but like this story was <laughs> pretty big. I felt like it was needed to be addressed. I, don't I know think it's cringy to talk about cryptocurrencies. I mean, I don't think you have to apologize, my dude. I feel like I do. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Half as a meme, but... Anyways, thanks for listening to The Canadian Perspective. <laughs> this was Cole and Derek, and we're signing off. That's right. Remember to follow us, and uh, yeah, click that follow button to get updated on our newest Listen, episodes. Smash the like. Like, I don't, I don't know what to fucking say. Like... Like, comment, like and survive. Listen, the only way that you can be a true lefty is if you listen to this podcast. True. Okay? Based. Yeah. If you don't, I'm going to be sad. As Bosch would say, a based. That's right. So anyways, uh, that was Canadian Perspective signing off. Goodbye.